What is Get Divine Dolls? This one is for my single divine feminines, for my divine feminines that are happy being single. Listen, if you're in a relationship, you might want to sit this one out. If you want to get into a relationship or you kind of still in good graces with the XY, you might want to sit this one off, sit this one down because I'm about to go off. All right, so I'm going to play a clip from Judge Toller and... It makes me think she used to be one of the judges for a divorce court after Judge Maybelline, if I'm not mistaken, or Judge Mabel, I think it is. Um, And so listen to the advice that she gives. And it's so interesting because I think back then we were all going for the okie doke, but now I'm just kind of like, I know how I feel. Well, I know how I feel about this and you're about to hear it because I'm going to read the comments too. So let's go. Mr. and Mrs. Rivera, I'm glad you're getting a divorce. Mrs. Rivera, I will say this to you. You're foolish. You had a good thing. As soon as it wasn't a perfect thing, it made you angry. Nobody's ever going to be perfect. You most certainly are not perfect. And the next guy you get is not going to be perfect. And unless you're willing to put up with a little bit of, you know, they say for better or for worse for a reason. It's not going to be all lollipops and sunshine. And when it's not lollipops and sunshine for your husband, you at least give him a lollipop. You might have to be able to make a sunshine, but you can't give him a lollipop, and you didn't do it. You decided that your marriage was about you, for you, and because of you, and when he hit a rough patch, you were like, I'm sick of you. I'm tired of it. You're not a king and wonderful anymore because you're not doing everything I want to. You're no longer Mr. Perfect, and I have no obligation to give anything to you. That's tired, and that's sad, and it's good. Mr. and Mrs. Rivera, I'm glad you're getting a divorce. And this is the thing, I feel like, especially against the backdrop of, you know, when we talk about how long Mary J. Blige stayed in a marriage marriage for like 16 years, that was heartbreaking to me. You know, um, one of my favorite songs from Mary J. Blige is the Roses song. Cause it ain't all roses, flowers and poses. What is it? Um... One of my favorite songs, she she starts off the song like you hear her flipping the revolver to a gun, right? Um, and you know how Mary does. She she goes in Roses by Mary J. But I have a bone to pick with her on several things because I feel like there used to be a time where she would be getting this type of advice like stay in there, hang in there, but I really wish I could see the whole entire video for this because I have a feeling like she probably didn't leave soon enough, you know? Let me finish playing the rest of the clip again because there's some things I want to address too. Mrs. Rivera, I will say this to you. You're foolish. You had a good thing. As soon as it wasn't a perfect thing, it made you angry. And I think that if you're not happy with something, and this is why I almost... I get it because it's one of those things that's like a conundrum for black women because if you're pro-marriage, they're going to say it's not going to work and you get divorced anyways. And if you say you're anti-marriage, then it's kind of like, you know, supporting baby mama culture or whatever. But this is why I'm saying it's just so tedious. Like, if you, to me, and especially I think the older you get in life, you get to a point and I, you know, where you start to realize that you shouldn't have to spend time being unhappy, right? It should be, if anything, and this is kind of like me still being uh, old school <laughs> romantic. It's kind of like, it should be you two against the world, 
right? Not your partner against you. And if there are things like, I think that when you're in that type of relationship, you see the other person's flies and they're going to have to want to be the better version of themselves. But unfortunately, you put yourself in a position where now that person's decision and how quickly they're able to adapt can... can really start to affect you, right? So we talked earlier about importance of credit scores. It's not just about income. It's about making wise financial decisions, planning for the long-term retirement, children's education, college funds, stuff like that. And so if, if you're with someone that's not paying, like I'm just going to use an example, not paying the light bills, uh, yeah, you're going to be upset about things. I, you know, um, and so I, and I think because women for the most part are long suffering, I really feel like she stayed much longer than what she really needed to. If I could find the clip to this video, to the rest of the video, I, I would, cause I'll probably watch some of her divorce court stuff. Maybe tomorrow. Nobody's ever going to be perfect. You most certainly are not perfect. And the next guy you get is not going to be perfect. And unless you're willing to put up with a little bit of, you know, they say for better or for worse for a reason. It's not going to be all you know, lollipops and sunshine. And when it's not lollipops and sunshine for your husband, you at least give him a lollipop. And this this kind of like low-key reminds me of Ayala. Like, at least give him a lollipop like he's a child. What? I, I, and I think there used to be a part of me that used to be so like breathe life into them and like all this stuff, but clearly I have packed up everything from that camp and I have moved far north. (laughs) So that is far removed from me, but I think it just goes to that whole thing of like, I think we put a lot of burden on women to build up a man and to, you know, keep him motivated. It's kind of like that has, stuff has to come from within yourself. And um, and we've talked a lot about how if anybody's going to build a bear or like build someone up or really pour into them, it's the mom's responsibility to do that. Um, and, and I say that in with the nuance being that the father plays a role too. Um, but in terms of like relationship between men and women or like, you know, sons and their mothers, like they can go to their mom for support if they're willing to listen to her. Cause I have my own theory about how men stop listening to boys, stop listening to their moms after like really early from like between the ages of like four and seven, <clears throat> But, um, but, and so you, if, if, if you get someone like this in a relationship where he's thinking that all women are supposed to continue to mother him and coddle him, then now you have a problem on your hands because this, his wife is not his mother and it's not her responsibility to give him a lollipop. All the lollipops he would have needed to get from life would have been from his mother and his father. Okay. Between the ages of zero to like seven or 13 or whatever. And of course, you're not even supposed to be giving sugar to, to babies, I think, until they're two. Or or is it even older? I think it's like they're not supposed to have sugar until they're like four because their teeth 
Yeah, I think they're, they're not supposed to have sugar until the ages of two. Because by then, their full set of teeth would have come in. Yeah, they're not supposed to have sugar until the age of two. So, they're not, you know, any and all lollipops are supposed to get from their parents are supposed to be between the ages of two to 13. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that it's the mother's responsibility. I mean, the wife's responsibility to mother a whole entire grown man. You might not be able to make the sun shine, but you can give him a lollipop, and you didn't do it. You decided that your marriage was about you, for you, and because of you, and when he hit a rough patch, you were like, I'm sick of you. But isn't it supposed to be about me, for me, and about me? I'm just saying, y'all, maybe like when I tell you it's a good thing I'm single, maybe it's a good thing I'm single, because listen, <laughs> it's supposed to be about two people... But like I say, let's just kind of listen to the rest of it. And then um, I have a meeting starting in a few minutes. So I want to re read some of the comments. I'm tired of it. You're not a king and wonderful anymore because you're not doing everything I want to. You're no longer Mr. Perfect. And I have no obligation to give anything to you. That's tired and that's sad. And it's good. Mr. And Mrs. <laughs> well, so um, this one says... So, th so this is what made me want to come on here too. Because sometimes I feel like men really do exploit women's good nature because listen to this y'all and i think listen to this in terms of or juxtapose is my favorite word um which it means like kind of like compare side by side to how this would have this narrative was okay and we celebrated this five and ten years ago against the backdrop of how things are now in 2023 so this woman says my husband got sick two years after we got married. He can't work anymore. I work now. He is still the man I married for love. L-O-V-E. She puts it in uh, all caps. Struggle nerve. He's not worthless. His body gave out. He is still in there and I really love him. <laughs> I hate myself for laughing right now. I told you all this is what made me want to come on here. <laughs> for better or worse. So here come this lady T. God bless you for hanging in there. Beautiful. You're such a good woman. Watch out. God's blessings are going to overwhelm you. Is that going to be in this life or in the afterlife? Like I'm asking for a friend. Wow. Now that this, 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 this from a, a dusty Darren Simmons. Wow, now that's real love, Miss Waters. A lot of women need to follow your footsteps. Listen, the, what I know now about nurses and purses, I don't know. Um, another person said here, um, this guy says, my second wife, damn. So he bro he he got a divorce from the first wife unless she passed away. Second wife was like her. Start to think that the problem's probably not the other women, but let's see what Matthew Nada has to say. My second wife was like her. Early in our marriage, I found the rotting corpse of a customer who committed suicide at a whoa storage facility. I was. Managing, I suffered PTSD from the incident. Understandable. The doctor told me to take 30 days off from work. Two days after said incident, she said that I was 
milking it and two weeks later she put me out i confess two weeks later that means it's 30 days was up listen and this is the thing like sometimes people be telling on themselves because you the same way people get to know you people get to know you and i think that when you were get to know people you can detect the bullshit and knowing what i know about women if if for the most part if she's kind of like sensing that he's milking the situation then he probably is especially out because she didn't put him out after the two week situation she put him out after four after the four weeks so then he goes on to say i confess i'm not a saint but 15 years later i still feel as if i didn't deserve that <laughs> let it go let it go so this one says um thanks me too the funny thing is my boss patronized the shit out of me that day Oh, he, this is the same guy back in the comments. He's like, he gave me the when I was in the army Afghanistan spiel. To which I reminded him that for one, I was in the army as well. Two, there's an expectation of finding dead bodies on the battlefield, not in the storage unit. And so see, instead of, like, if I'm going to keep it 100 with you, like for real, for real. This is why the wife said that, because the boss was trying to be empathetic. It sounds like this guy has seen far worse. Okay, and even though he's right, you don't expect it to see it there. So I'm not being unempathetic or sympathetic to it. It's kind of like he would have a thicker because you could even have been mad at me if I had said that this was like maybe an everyday person. And maybe we don't know how we're going to react to certain things, but. Given that he did service, it's kind of like his skin is, is thicker than ours. So when the wife is saying like, nah, I think you're milking this. Um, and especially because the boss said it, it's just kind of like, now you're just going to take it and run with it and, and see how much you... Yeah, I, listen, I, I'm inclined to agree with what the wife surmised about the situation. I got to go because I have a meeting. They usually start like around 7.15... But um, I, I do want to get in there early. I want to jump in there. This one said, my wife did the same exact thing and did more listening to her family and running her mouth to them than she would ever think about talking to me. Hmm, that's an interesting name. Paul Ikezi says, women holding women accountable is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Not as beautiful as men holding men accountable. This person says, this is why I say happy spouse, happy house. If it's just about the wife's happiness, it's unbalanced. Okay, ma'am, whatever. All right, let, let me go out with something here. <laughs> and so this woman puts, I miss this judge. That guy was happy. So you don't give a damn about the woman being happy? You didn't even hear the full context of the story, but you you liked it. She's out here dishing it out on this other woman. I don't want to be that woman. Like I'm, I'm. Listen, I try to go and in the rose bushes of my platform, right? Every time I go out, I want to make sure that I'm trimming away the fat and the you know trimming away the things that are that don't serve us as a collective. But I definitely, I I try to. Be intentional about making sure, like, what that sounds like. And 
I don't want to sound like that. And I think you kind of have to learn how to deprogram too. Because I'm, I'm right in between all of, you know, from the older generation and their way of doing things and the newer generation, which I actually believe is the way to go. And I'm so proud of the younger ones that have a better grasp on it. But um, I don't know. I think it's one of those things too. Like, I think that a lot of women used to hear like, want to get married and all this stuff because of the fairy tale that comes with it. But it really is for better or worse. And it's like, do you really want to be there for the worst part of things, especially hearing how bad it can get? And I mean, this is just on the heels of like Denia Jackson. And, lot, and I've, I've seen a lot of things like in the church family that I grew up in. Um, and usually the woman is on the, you know, on the broken side of the stick on she usually, I'd say ninety nine percent of the time. I I will if I if I have a story of a woman from any of the churches I went to growing up, where she came out winning, I will definitely let you know. You know that's something I'll kind of keep in the back of my mind. But I for all the and I I I mention a few of my not I want to say favorites, but I highlight some of the examples of what represents the women that I I saw growing up in church around me and they got the short end of the stake and I felt like they were done dirty and those are supposed to be Christian men that you know you grew up with and you see them around church and you know supposed to be giving a model life and then they just straight up dog their wives like you know um, so yeah, if I, if I can think of any women that have come out winning after divorce, like I will definitely let you know from the church setting, but, hmm. All right, y'all, let me jump in this meeting. I'm going to take some notes. That's why I'm sitting at my computer. I uh, like to take, yeah, when I tell you, I, I really enjoy these meetings, like taking the notes and all this stuff. I'll, I'll be learning like little tips and stuff. And um, I thought about it today. I'm going to, um, I already have st- content from before, but I, I had them for slides when I used to do marketing for myself. But um, I think if I put it in a pamphlet so that this way, anybody, I don't know, I'll probably decide if I'll make it a free download for my listeners or if I'll just, I don't know, just charge something really minimal so that there's a energy exchange type of a thing. But questions that you should ask your um, your CPA and start thinking about, that would be something that I think I can give a value um, and so then that way I'm not like forcing what I, you know, what I see and I like onto you. You can ask things and you can figure out what you need beforehand. And so then when you're looking for someone to help you, you have parameters and you are asking the right things to get more bang for your buck. Because sometimes <clears throat> everybody's has their own, um, they're developing and you can catch them at different stages. And so, you know, um, you kind of have to know, I think, what you need for yourself. So yeah, so I'll, I'll be working on that too. And it has helped people out here, like, um, when I hear little things, I've been able to be like, oh, remember you needed this, you needed this, you needed this, give them that little jam, give them that, keep it pushing. So I, listen, let me, let me hop out here. Cause when I tell y'all, I love these meetings, oh, I'm already, yeah, it's seven. I'm fine. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Bye.